0: Yo, yo! Welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast, featuring your hosts Superfly and Danny Daybar. Is open? What's good?
1: What's up, my dude? Uh, no alcohol for me this time. I had to like make a decision between Chipotle for lunch or booze that night. I went with Chipotle for lunch, so nice. I was like, "Let Trading me not, uh, let me not. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, let me not cheat twice today." So yeah, uh, just seltzer water tonight. How about you?
0: Uh, I'm actually drinking, but I mean, normally I'll have like one drink on Wednesdays, anyways, but it's been a rough work week, like... Has it really? Is, yeah, it's been uh, annoying as hell. Um, because I won't you're get finally busy it. again? Or
1: because uh, it's just like an awkward so transition phase?
0: Just like, yeah, just awkward like, bullshit that would have happened at any time. Um, a couple people I work with who aren't doing the proper things had like an awkward call with somebody today. Um, basically them implying that me and my associate aren't pulling our weight when in fact uh it's the opposite situation and we have valid reasons for like being absent because we're being pulled elsewhere so just like okay. dealing with that shit, even though like no one's in danger of like getting fired or whatever thing like when my boss has my back it's just annoying having to deal with that in the midst of trying to like actually get work done yeah um, so i'm like fuck you i'm taking a cool. shot that's not nice. truly we're going to get it. We're going with so, a 40 ounce know, truly today? I know. This is just the regular one. That one was like a last minute store run to the liquor store. Um, these things are expensive as fuck, by the way. I think that's I got like nice a. Uh, I don't think so. I think they've always been expensive. But um, I'm pretty sure a 12 pack is like fucking $25 or some shit. Damn. Yeah. I mean, they're good. They're not that good, but it also helps. I'm not trying to get a beer belly either. So.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like
0: it's already low in calories, right? Yeah, it's like 100 or something.
1: Um, Like minimal sugar, minimal carbs.
0: Yeah, minimal sugar, minimal carbs. So it's not nearly as bad as like having a Guinness or something.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Dude, work's been pretty decent for me. I mean, nothing crazy. Um, We had a town hall meeting last week. So again, probably not going into the office until 2021. Um, And even dude, like my vice president told me, because I have a one-on-one with him like every month. And he even told me, like, man, like, because I was just joking around, like, yeah, you know, you're probably not going to see me in the first phase in October. Like, I'm not lying to you. Like, you'll probably see me in January. He's like, bro, I don't even think all of us will be back in the office by January. So, yep. and the reason why, dude, so obviously um, we're calling this episode, episode 34, Rona Poppin. Um, bro, the numbers here in Florida are fucking astronomical, bro. And I know you've seen this in the news like two weeks ago. The head of like the Florida Health Department, she got fired because she was saying that people were deflating the numbers uh, to keep obviously people coming to Florida. And I actually have a coworker who is sister's a nurse here. I mentioned this before offline, that um, she would see like 100 cases, 150 cases a day. And then her boss would be like, well, just report 25. She's like, what? What? So, yeah, just, just just report 25, It's it's okay. So, dude, like, I've been aware of this, so, but ever since this lady got fired, she's come out with her own dashboard. And ever since then, it's been calling out the Florida government. And, bro, now the Florida government's, like, being forced to show the real numbers. Bro, it's, like, 4,000. I think today was, like, 5,000 cases. And I'm pretty sure that um, California just had, like, their record day yesterday, bro. So like both of our fucking states from like doing amazing with this is like the new epicenter which is fucking insane
0: yeah especially because i wonder now if it's gonna overshadow all the the black lives matter stuff but on that note did, did your company in the town hall or like in general have there been a lot of questions from people about like oh like are we gonna fund this are we gonna boycott this as a company are we gonna do you have like a diversity organization within your organization like has any well, of that promise. infiltrated your job yeah
1: so two town halls ago we had like uh, a conversation so i mean personally i didn't think it was the best thing to do but i understand why they did it so it was like the ceo and like three african-american employees and it was kind of like all right you tell me the worst that's ever happened to you all right you tell me the worst that's ever happened to you. and i was just like i mean i get it but like, I'm like, is how is this helping? Um, yeah. But maybe it is. But maybe like, because like, again, maybe because we're that position, like we know these stories happen every day, and maybe, you know, our, our Caucasian counterparts have no idea. So maybe it it was helpful. And apparently, we have like a cookout network team that's like essentially like a bunch of minorities getting together, like having cookouts together and stuff like that. Um, but as far as exactly where the money's going, I haven't seen anything yet um maybe it's just not public yet it's been more so about like let's do more things to talk about this as a company um as opposed to like hey are you donating money to like this black Lo- uh black lives matter fun and stuff so that's how about you guys yeah.
0: yeah we've been talking about it a lot um i actually kind of got dragged into one of those situations because i was actually on the way to san francisco to visit my boy a few weeks back right and this black girl uh wanted to host like a difficult discussions meeting to like just chat about everything going on this was like when it was super hot in like in the the media and everything um so that i took that time to like talk about some of the microaggressions and stuff that um happened at work she wanted this this black girl wanted me to kind of join her because she was the only black person in that meeting of like okay. 25 people or something so it was kind of weird and cool at the same time like it was therapeutic in the sense that i could get that stuff off my chest of like hey listen up people like you can still like have racist or biased tendencies without being a flat out racist who fucking burns crosses and you know forces people to drink from different water fountains and shit so i think i was cool about at the same time to your point like as time went on i'm kind of like one i'm exhausted just with everything and then 2 I'm like, so what do we like do to really solve all this? Do we solve it internally? Do we fucking boycott? Because we spend money with uh, companies like Facebook and stuff. I think a lot of people are trying to boycott Facebook and fucking Fox News and all sorts of shit. Sure. And work, working in advertising, um, you know, all these moves have repercussions. So it's like what where do you go like it's almost like cancel culture stuff like is canceling the right move do you have conversations with these people do you like you know run a campaign to on these networks to help educate people who watch this sort of shit like i guess that's the super confusing thing and i obviously don't have the right answer but um it has been exhausting trying to like cope with all this stuff because uh i'm just not used to it and I'm fucking busy doing my daily job like you have a normal job yeah (laughs) and it's Um, like yeah it's weird because all the shit I do half the time I'm like this doesn't mean anything and that's the stuff that stresses me out the most so yeah it's it's a wild situation all around
1: did you feel though in that conversation that you were always in a safe place or did you were you kind of cognizant like hey let me not say exactly how I feel because I don't know what the repercussions may be like six months down the road when shit's back to normal you
0: know i mean i was pretty raw with it um not as raw as like you and i have been on the podcast for sure but um i know my boss has my backs and she's like fully on board with it maybe even more than me so i wasn't afraid about that but at the same time i was like okay so now where where do i take the conversation like do i talk about using n-word the n-word like in drake songs like is that even relevant to police brutality so i think that's where the conversation got confusing is it started off with uh, george floyd dying and then now it became like oh let's talk about racism in general and like microaggressions and shit like that um so i think it's like a very I think people are and just, like, fed like, up.
1: Trans life matters, and yeah, the Me Too movement might be back. It's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. what, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing?
0: Yeah. So people are just, like, fed up in general, and there's so many conversations going on that it's, like, exhausting trying to, to figure all this shit out at once.
1: And yet you would think this be the time where cops would be the most delicate when it came oh, for sure. to shit. And yet there's a new person being killed every other day. Yep. Dude, so how do you feel... I, I want to get back to Corona in a second, but how do you feel about, like, I guess your point of view is the most important on this one. The people trying to change the conversation about, like, excuse me, and I get both sides. I get why we need to have that conversation, but I don't know if this is the right time. When we're saying Black Lives Matter, white co- cops, white whoever, cops killing black unarmed people is not okay. But then the other side who's like, well, that's only like 15% of all Black American deaths, and the rest is Black-on-Black crimes in, you know, locations like Chicago or Ferguson. You know, how do you feel when people start like bringing that into the fold? Do you yeah. think that has a place? Should that be a separate conversation, or is that just? The reason why there's so much black on black crime because a systemic system from hundreds of years ago put these people in such a hole that they feel like doing crime may be the only way to get out. Like how do like how do you feel when yeah. like that side of it gets brought up?
0: So I actually had a was debating a friend with this the other day. He's always been kind of like the devil's advocate in this whole situation. Like, why are people looting? Black on black crime, blah blah blah. And my point to him was one, the police are paid to protect and serve. Um and I think that's where the outrage lies is is these guys will, you know, unsurprisingly as human beings make dumbass mistakes, but so does every human being. And if you get in a fight with the dude at a bar and you fucking choke his ass out and kill him, guess what? You're going to jail, even if he provoked you or whatever. So I think when it comes to the police We've just seen time and time time again they're like shielded from any form of punishment like at best you know they get suspended or fired or whatever and that's end of story and it's it's just unacceptable black on black crime is a huge issue and if i knew how to change it i would because i think that's uh super detrimental to the black community but at the same time it's like people can't protest criminals because criminals do shit Uh, that's like the fundamentals of being a criminal you do shit like your own way and you know protesting isn't going to make some dude you know think to themselves oh you know what I'm going to stop selling drugs or fucking gangbang or whatever my only means of supporting my family or whatever it is Um, I think a lot of it does stem from like uh, poverty and you know broken households and all sorts of other shit that like stem from previous racial you know segregation and all that stuff um and it's just too complex to to be like oh black people just you know make better choices and get your shit together like i think you have to change something like fundamentally to fix all of that and i i'm myself not like super educated on i know people have talked about like how welfare is actually detrimental because it like incentivizes you know having separate households or not working and stuff like that so i think there's so much that we need to change to make those things better but i don't think it's as simple as like people who are from the suburbs think like oh just why kill people like why sell drugs why join a gang and it's like if you're not a lost individual like he the, this guy even brought up the example of like you know your mom's on drugs and your dad's in prison and all your friends are dead but like why don't you just get your head in the books and go to college and it's Yeah, like, why don't you Fuck. figure it out. Yeah. Like have you been in that situation? Like think of all the like little shit we get depressed about like being stuck at home. But like yeah. this motherfucker has like every childhood friend die, like no parents whatsoever and joins a gang and, he, and all of a sudden like you think it's a simple decision to be like well i'm just gonna go home and study fucking algebra and become a doctor like these guys are looking for some form of belonging and income and they're just influenced by it and they don't have a choice a lot of these motherfuckers join gangs too just to avoid dying or carry guns to avoid dying so i think people need to be a little more sympathetic i guess
1: Yeah, and then my point of view, at least I get, I'm not saying, like, I'm not completely educated on this. Again, I I mentioned a couple podcasts ago, like, I didn't really study on that much of like American history, which I really think this topic as far as like systematic oppression was never really in the history books anyway, right? They don't fucking talk about that. But when people bring up like, well, black on black crime, like, obviously, it's a terrible thing. Um, But I do think even that stems from like systematic fucking issues where like back in like, the early 30s bro like when people like they set up the different like project areas and like left black people there to fucking like are fucked you know what i mean you, you, you you're not allowed to get a loan you can't buy a house so you're stuck in a shitty area and then dude if you're not able to provide and you know get better means for your own life and then you have kids your kids already ready fucking have a, a hand uh, tied wrapped behind their back so dude like Crime just may be a result from that, right? And if we're not fucking giving cities like New York $6 billion in fucking uh, annual New York City fucking police funding, maybe $2 billion can be fucking put into fucking shitty neighborhoods so they can have a better social program to help them make better decisions. And then you do at an early age and then you fast forward 10 years when it's time for them to go to fucking high school. It's a clear choice of like, yeah, I'm going to high school. I'm not gonna just go and fucking hang on the pointer and you know sell fucking rocks for the next for the next 10 years, you know? So I feel like that all comes from the fucking system itself. Like if you're fucking born a certain zip code, you are fucked, you know what I mean? Like that's just a matter of fact. And like, yeah, there's there's outliers who fucking go above and beyond and they have goals, but fuck dude, the average kid fucking born in Boca Raton just naturally has a better chance at life and it's maybe just because that's all they know, right? So I feel like there's just no equality as far as, like, I just want a chance. Like, I'm not saying I need to be the fucking president of the fucking country or CEO of this, but I just want to have a chance to make a good living to provide for my family. And I feel like depending on what zip code you were born in, you're already fucked because there's no money being invested to you because pretty much America has said, well, we're okay with this side of the country being fucked or we'll come in buy everything and then fucking charge you double the price and then if you want to stay here figure it out it's like bro what like how do you want this to
0: work yeah yeah that's wild my my brother who's in real estate actually told me that like when in this specific area people were gentrifying shit, they basically were like i'm like selling this shit off but i'm buying a bunch of houses like fucking 100 miles away i'll hook you up if you want to live there otherwise like Sorry, you're fucked, and, bro. Yeah, you're fucked. Um, but I like didn't want to ask you. In
1: one of those areas, though, like legit, dude. Like, maybe if you own, you have a chance. But if you rent, these fucking landlords are fucking charging your rent like five times what it was when you moved in 15 years ago, and saying, "Hey, I got a fucking NYU student ready to pay this shit because they're coming from a rich mom and dad." You got a month to figure it out. It's like mm-hmm. holy shit.
0: Yeah. Um. But I wanted to ask you about, uh, cause a lot of people argue also the whole my, my, uh, model minority thing with Asians. And I saw this white dude who was trying to basically claim that privilege in this country doesn't exist. And he was saying, look at Asians and Indians and blah, blah. Like they're wealthy minorities. They're wealthier than like the average white person or whatever the case is. But uh, again, like I'm not fully educated on the specifics on why that is but in terms of some theories I feel like one uh, there's plenty of people who emigrate to this country who are doing well off over there and just simply want to establish or build an empire out here with their connections right. that they might have overseas Two, um, my dad's from Jamaica and even though he grew up poor from the sounds of it I think education was just different over there it sounded like yeah a lot of these countries
1: they're coming over highly educated yeah so they already come over with a leg up on the kid of the same person their age who grew up in a you know fucking third world city essentially in america that did not have access to those paths of education right people are coming over with fucking doctorates and master degrees so yeah they may be new to the country but they apply for a job they're more likely to get it than fucking Stan who grew up in fucking Marcy Projects in Brooklyn and had no access to any of that for fucking that first 18 years of his life. So yeah. that's where I see that these foreigners come over here with an upper hand. Either they come with some kind of money that they can put towards a down payment to get equity and, you know, you know start building their wealth, or they come over with you know intellectual equity where they already come with some skills that the average person who comes from a very... I would think for a very poor neighborhood, just doesn't have access
0: to. Yeah, that's a solid point. And there was a group or there is a group I'm part of called Subtle Asian Traits. It's basically just a group of mainly Asian people who share memes and stuff regarding like growing up Asian, basically. Um, But one thing I did notice is a lot of them weren't afraid to suggest that their parents had it easier back then coming to the country than they might have it now which seems kind of ironic considering how like we're in the age of the internet and like, it seems like starting up any old business is like easy as fuck, but I guess in their mind things, even though like race may have, racism may have been more overt back then, for whatever reason, it was easier for like boomers to kind of follow their American dream, I guess. Well,
1: I would only say that and I think, excuse me, I would only say the reason why I may agree with that, bro. Look at our, like obviously, I had other podcasts about millennials, so I did research on this. So look at our generation, right? A lot of people our age, their parents were making essentially the same amount of money 30 years ago. So things was just more affordable back then, and that money could lead to you, you know, buying an office front or a storefront in, in San Francisco and actually being able to afford it bro, our people our age, you're not, I can't go, like, where the fuck am I gonna buy some shit right now as a fucking new person to this country, right? So I think the options to get the economy going and, you know, these fucking tech companies shooting the prices up back, you know, now, like, unlike back then, there was just more opportunity to actually make it and be able to afford to make it, right? Because obviously, money makes money, right? Um, But whereas now, bro, like, fuck, man, you want to buy a storefront in this day and age with the fucking, remember, the, Technology, not even if you don't have a technology-based company, bro, like, shit like Amazon, like, bro, like, you're competing against something that never existed 30 years ago, right? Like, you could have your storefront and be consistent with the people coming in and out of your store. You're now, 30 years later, we're now competing with a fucking store in Wyoming. When I'm a fucking store here in Pompano, Florida, right? Because of fucking technology, because they can, you know, they can get access to that. They don't, like, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's why I think they had the advantage back then that they had a chance to just have a good service, provide a product, and their local community could support it. Whereas now, pre-corona, bro, like, yo, why the fuck would I go to a mall? You know what I mean? And then now I'm like, dude, why would I ever go to a mall, right? So like, yep. I just think it's our, our, our generation has our kind of, they kind of way, like hands behind our back. I mean, there's always ways for us to be entrepreneurs and make things happen, but it definitely has to be in mind of what tech can do to prevent you from really popping off. Right. And I think back then, man, you can make a good living just having a fucking local store, being a fucking dry cleaner or something or some, whatever it is, man, selling fucking widgets or whatever. And you actually could make a great living, you know, put money aside for your kid's future. Whereas now bro, like your first your rents through the roof. And then you ha- you're competing with everyone in the world, as opposed to just the store, two two cities away, you know? What I'm
0: saying? Yeah. No, that's a great point. They teach you that shit in uh, your MBA.
1: I don't know, man. I just <laughs> came to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like you studied for this.
1: <laughs> Yo, but back to Roto though, bro. So, what do you think is gonna happen? Because like, our two states right now are not is not looking good, bro. So like. Have, what have you been reading the news? Like, have you been turning the news on? Like, what do you, how do you feel about this right now? Because
0: yeah. this shit has me shook. Yeah, no, uh, my, I think it was my brothers who sent me uh, a link on Instagram. The governor was basically saying, um, you know, he might have to, they might have to um, implement the same restrictions that we had a couple months back or whatever, where like no questions asked, like everything closed. Yeah, including parks and businesses of all sorts and everything which is scary because i mean i was actually pretty comfortable with the current state of things like being able to kind of normalize my life and just to think that it could go back to that shit for like the next couple months to me says like this shit might last a whole nother year like completely yeah the fact that like at this point in time things haven't been fixed is scary and i know like other countries like korea for instance have been handling it much better than us but even there i think reporting spikes and stuff so like all around i'm kind of concerned with how long we'll have to deal with this new norm because it's i can deal with it for you know several months maybe six months but like to think that we might deal with this for another year or two years or whatever forever like is scary
1: yeah dude my thing is the irony of when four years ago or three and a half years ago our president's fucking putting you know bans on anyone coming to the country build a wall and now europe's like listen motherfuckers july 1st don't even think about coming to our country until you figure this shit out because our like dude i think as of right now they're looking at, th- like, the entire European Union is looking at 3,000 cases on a weekly basis, but That's the entire, like, multiple countries. Mm-hmm. And our entire country is looking at 27,000 per week new cases. Like, bro, that is insane. Like, dude, like, talk about flattening the curve. Like, our shit went da- like, up, went down, and then it's <laughs> going I'm like, bro, what is happening? So, yeah, dude, it's just, it's just, it's terrifying, man, like, like, fuck it. Like, I, I I, know I can't do this shit. I mean, if I have to do it, obviously we're going to do it. But, like, the idea of doing this shit for another year really fucking sucks, man. And, like, not being able to just... I mean, I'm good working from home. But, like, the weekend vibes or, like, that shit. Like, now like, that's going to be... That's going to be restricted again. Yeah. It just sucks, man. It just, it, just, it just sucks, bro. Like, dude, like, I'm going to New York next week. I'm driving, so I think I'm fine. But, dude, apparently if you fly in from Florida to New York... You got to fucking self-quarantine for uh, 14 days.
0: Wow. Yeah. That was just the like a recent thing? But the thing, thing is
1: that Florida did that to New York. So New York's like, I right, motherfucker, you come here? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Dude, it's funny, dude. It's, what I don't like, and this is why, again, I don't like to get political in this shit, but, like, dude, all these European nations, like, came together even if it was country by country like the the rules in italy were the rules in italy it wasn't the rules in rome versus the rules in milan rules versus the rules in naples bro it's the rules this is what we're doing whereas dude it's like well, well florida's doing this but new york's doing that and california's doing this but it's like bro we're the united states there should be fucking one rule and that's the end of this shit, bro we can't like because i guarantee most of the shit's like all right things are great in florida let's all fucking go somewhere else and then or people started coming here and they started spreading it even more it's like bro we gotta just have the fucking same rule across the fucking land not just like yeah well you you little city in iowa you do what you want to do but you know here in north dakota we're gonna do this i'm like bro we have to be on the same page because people can just drive to each other's fucking state and this shit's not gonna stop so yeah and it just seems so fucking common sense but then you start looking like yo how is our system set up that like we just don't have one rule, like bro. We're doing yeah. this for four months. Everyone get on fucking board, or you're fucked.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and completely random side note, but uh, this past weekend I bought my first uh, firearm. So you that's did? yeah. I mean, oh, I don't have it on shit. me. Uh, so this gets into the whole like separation of rules. For some reason, in California, um, you have to wait ten days. From point of purchase to picking it up, because
1: uh, they background checks.
0: That, but um, so when I took my my first safety training class, the guy said it was it's the background check, realistically only takes like a day. But he's like, it's really a cool off period. So let's say you piss off at your neighbor and you're like, "Fucking, I'm gonna go get a shotgun." You can't just go to the store and then come back and blast his ass. Ten days later, in theory, you'll change your mind because you've cooled <laughs> if down. If
1: you're so mad about it, fine, yeah. just go ahead and kill him. But like, yeah.
0: <laughs> which I actually have no problems with. But yeah, a lot of like gun nice, owners, that's a, a very lot of,
1: common sense. Of what I like.
0: Yeah, but in California, there's it's weird because like for some reason, you're not there's like an off the roster uh, off the roster list of guns you can't have, and for whatever reason, you can't own like newer models of the same gun. So. It'd be like if, if in California you went to a Toyota dealership and they only had stuff like before 2018 or some shit, which okay. is dumb because it's the the items just as dangerous. Um, and I know like in in the South and even like Florida and stuff, you can carry concealed weapons easily. You can have all kinds of crazy assault rifles, but in California and New York, the rules are pretty strict. Um, so that kind of made me think about how like it's weird that the US is it's almost like 50 individual countries and I know some people have argued that it's it's one better that way because you have the ability to kind of pick and choose the areas that you prefer and then some people I think have made the argument that the the cities and towns are like set up in a way where you can't have the same sort of rules that apply to the entire country so like i guess in the in the case of like coronavirus maybe like a super rural place like i'm just making this up like nebraska or some shit um doesn't have many cases so maybe they feel like they can openly have restaurants and stuff whereas like a dense place like new york they're like fuck it we're shutting everything down and then florida based on whatever they see might think it's right to open up so yeah, I don't so know if that's I the best approach, like, but yeah, I they, agree with I you. Mean,
1: my, I feel like what I would do, like, again, I agree. Like, why, if I was the fucking governor of Wyoming and I have a hundred cases for my three million fucking population, why should I shut anything down? You know what I mean? But I think if you have like a a certain number for a course of seven days straight, then you fall into this bucket and that's whatever the government of the United States says it has to be. So like, yeah, we'll let you do your own thing. But once you reach this number, all right, you fall under U.S. protocols for pandemic prevention. And you have to do this. Because I just feel like numbers are going up and these motherfuckers are still rolling out. Phase two, phase three. I'm like, bro, we need to figure out phase one. Like, how yeah. do you stop this shit. So, yeah, man, it's just it's just wild, bro. And like, yeah, when, like literally the governor of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, midnight tonight. Anyone flying in from 10 different states who are above... Um, the 10% for the last seven days have to quarantine for 14 days straight.
0: Wow, I'm glad I didn't get a flight because my girl and I were thinking of coming to Florida next month. This shit was like $80. you could
1: probably come here, it's just you can't go to New York.
0: Oh, okay. Well, either way, like just with everything going on, I'm like, I might as well stay put. You might (laughs) as well stay put, bro. So much for Jamaica.
1: Oh, I know, bro. Fuck, man, it's it's wild, bro. Like, yeah. Hopefully, we figure this shit out. But it's just so disappointing how like you just see other countries who had it worse than you, and you're like, how are we still here, bro? Like, like it just it's just so hysterical. And I get, I know, I'm not trying to say we're you know Democrats, Republicans on this shit, um, but it's just so funny how like those videos of like Trump from like January through March first. He's like it's going to come, it's going to go, it's not a big deal. It's like the flu, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, mother, people are dying. Like, why don't you (laughs) take this shit safe? Right. And, like, they just thought, like, what, it's going to, like, a hurricane? Like, oh, it's going to go right past us and keep going. Like, yo, this shit is spreading everywhere. Like, why can't we just stop this? And, like, there was one stat they put out. I think John Hopkins or somebody, like, um, if he would have put a national lockdown a week earlier, like 80,000 lives could have been saved. Something stupid, bro. So, yeah, man. It is fucking wild, bro. And, like, yeah, like, again, Florida, I think week to week, we have like a 73% increase in cases. Like, again, I think the numbers have always been this high, but now they're being forced to put out the real numbers, and, bro, the real numbers are atrocious. Like, and, dude, the funniest thing is, like, the way the governor... So two months ago, dude, Florida was doing amazing, you know, quote unquote, like the NBA is coming here. Everyone's coming to Florida to do their thing, like come to Florida. So the governor went asked, like, hey, what are you guys doing that's so amazing? Bro, he sounded like a dude who cheated on his test and his professor asked him, like, yo, how'd you get 100? And he's like, (laughs) the governor's like, yo, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask, social distance, everything's fine. And then now that fucking everything's gone to shit, they're like, hey, so what happened with your plans, blah, blah, Well, dude, he legit said, well, Florida's at a disadvantage because we have a high number of Hispanic workers spreading it. And I'm like, bro, Damn. what? Bro, just a fucking mini Trump in this core, bro. And well, just like oblivious to it has, it has no idea what to do either way.
0: Did you guys, I'm curious if, because you were one of the few states to like actually open up. Um... Was there a surge in incoming flights for people who's trying to, people who were trying to get away? Because I do know someone I work with who traveled specifically to Florida to escape everything. So I'm curious if maybe other out-of-state people fucked it up for you, helped fuck it up for you guys.
1: Uh, I don't think there was a huge influx because when you land, they were doing the self—you have to self-quarantine for 14 days. So even if you landed, you really couldn't be out and about. I mean, again, I don't know how you mandate that, right? Like, how does that work? Like, all right, sure, guy, I'll, I won't go out, and I still go out. So, but again, I really think the numbers have just been high constantly, bro. And, like, they're being forced to tell the truth now, and they can't hide the fact that it's been bad this long when they were – when they thought they, – Dude, again, we were never on lockdown, bro. I can go wherever the fuck I want to go and just, you know – Come back home, but as far as like grocery stores, rest like bro, this shit was never on lockdown, bro. It was just like, hey, you can't work in the office anymore, but everything else, it's it's fine. So yeah, yeah. But again, man, that's our political views and fucking for the day. I still want to get into some music, so we'll we'll do like a uh we'll storm through this thing. I don't want to give this too much time, but I do want to give you credit because I didn't think at all that trolls by uh six nine and nikki would even do top ten this shit finished top number one which is super <laughs> fucking like incredible to me i was like holy shit um and his victory lap has still been going on for the past four days but your boy has a little nav in him where apparently i didn't even think about this when like the merch was being sold the merch sold out so apparently that had a lot to do with this shit going number one as well um uh, I have a good feeling this shit won't be number one next week. Just because of of that. But Like, Uh, how do you feel about him going number one in the way it happens?
0: Yeah. I mean, merch or not, like the fact that he came. He's still number
1: one. Look at the charts. He's number one for Mm. sure.
0: I think for him, it's a little different just because I feel like any. Like, you can't fake the merch purchases. I mean, I guess you could fudge it, but regardless, like he came out of jail after snitching and ended up having an even bigger career which in hindsight makes a lot of sense because now he's more like interesting and more of a spectacle but when I heard the Trolls track for the first time with Nicky on it um, I genuinely liked it more than the original one Fifi and yeah. it sounded genuinely like a, a good song to me the other ones like before he went to jail I felt like were kind of mediocre for the most part i mean they were dope and like funny to like jam out to but i would never seriously play it on my in my car or whatever that yeah. often like these tracks just seem more um like industry and hit focused um and i didn't necessarily know if he was going to make it a number one but i knew it was going to make some noise i think the only thing i was unsure of was if the whole black lives matter movement would kind of Overshadow all that, but I think when he released, that's right.
1: But like my my gut was leading towards that. I'm like yo, no one's trying to hear this shit right now. You're a fucking cop. Like you know I
0: mean? yeah, but he gave me like what two weeks to call uh for it to cool off basically. Yeah, he
1: did. Yeah, to his credit, he said yeah, I'm gonna keep pushing this back because it's not the top the right time for this. But yeah, yeah, dude, kudos to him, man. The number one record, the number one record. Like a lot of people can't say they have a number one record, and that's like a lot of like really big time artists, like. I don't think Future's ever had number one uh, single on the charts. Uh, Meek Mill's never had one. So, I mean, there's a lot of people, bro, that we call like stars in this hip-hop game that never done it before. So, dude, kudos to him. Fucking what, two months out of prison and already number one on the charts? Like that's again, he made it work. But I, I would put 20 bucks down that he won't be number one next week. Like I don't know, I don't know. I'm not saying what's gonna be number one, but I just think like all the work that went into like making the number one. Like, I think that was more a uh, manipulation of the game, but then I can't blame him, right? You can't hate the player, hate the game. Like, yeah. he, his team knows now what to do, right? What I think is his team before was like, yo, we'll make you the troll, like, blah, blah, blah. But like, I think whatever management team he has right now is very aware of the fucking blind spots that are in the industry to make sure if you want to be number one, bro, we're going to be number one.
0: Yeah, and I definitely don't think he's... He's... Uh producing like A1 music that you know is up there with drake and shit like that, but I think people forget like all of this is Marketing and you can market if you know how to market a a b level product Better than and or if you have a level marketing for a b Level product as opposed to b level marketing for an a level product I feel like the a marketing is going to mean more which I yeah. I feel like is is what he's exactly what he's doing right now. So, um, don't get it twisted and thinking that you know we or I think that his music is the best shit since sliced bread. I think it, it's just he's been able to keep people's attention, especially now. And if he's doing it well, like kudos to him. I I don't think I think other artists should learn something from it, not snitching and shit, but more so thinking hey, I need to, like, focus on how I'm going to approach this release and, you know, combine merch with it and all that other positive stuff as opposed to the antics yeah. or anything.
1: Yeah, dude. Again, kudos to him. Uh, but speaking about, we were both leaning towards, like, we thought the whole Black, Black Lives Matter thing would be a uh, as far as, not a detriment, but, like, if the music wasn't representative of that, maybe we wouldn't be checking for it. Obviously, this, fuck, this song proves that's not really the case right now. Like, I guess if you're just putting out what the people may want your people are going to listen to it right so how do you feel about Little Yachty like talking about well I'm not really promoting my album because you know the movement right now because I feel like bro if you feel that way like your album dropped in the midst of all this so why just not drop it you know what I mean like yeah so like how did you feel when he came and when he was saying that
0: um I mean I understand but at the same time like to your point if if he did drop it then just keep that same energy like I don't think anyone's gonna you don't have to go hard and like overshadow the movement just post both things if you, if you feel strongly about the movement you can post about that and then next post say like hey don't forget to check this out get this merch here or whatever like I think it's all about the approach and if he's afraid about you know upsetting people that's one thing but if he feels strongly about the movement then then talk about it if you really want to and do both things i don't see why we have to pretend like we're out here exclusively thinking about black lives matter at any given moment of the day like yeah there there are moments where hey i want to fucking play video games and drink a beer like i'm not out here fucking protesting 24 yeah. hours a day
1: agree Dude, I really think this may have to do again. Well, you know how like artists when they're in contracts, they have to put out a certain amount of albums before they can get out of the contract. Because oh. he made a couple comments about like him not really being that cool with QC, um, just the way the same way Little Baby has been like hinting at that. So I wonder if this was just him like, yo, I'm gonna put this album out. I yeah, actually, do I heard a few songs. Like, it actually is a good album. I've never called Yachty music good ever, bro. But I wonder if it's just him putting music out to get out of that situation with QC and become his own artist.
0: I guess it could be that, but do you think it would be odd for him to put in that level of effort um at this late in like the contract if that's what he's trying to do? Um
1: if or he's or trying to th- get signed by somebody else?
0: Uh, I mean that's that is true.
1: I mean, like, "You're like, not trash" and they're like, "Yeah, we'll do. I'm not signing that shit, yeah. but" if putting in say... work in a
0: job that you hate basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It was confusing to me. Like, I, that's the only angle I can see, bro. Because otherwise, if I was saying, like, yo, guys, this is a great album, let's just hold off. I'll put it out in a, six months from now, it'll still be relevant. Because, dude, to drop music right now and then come out and say, I'm not going to promote it because of this, I'm like, bro, then why put it out in the first place? Like, yeah, it's kind of counterproductive. Um, another thing that I, I kind of wanted to get into. Dude, it was like a, we can do as much or as little time as you want on this, but um, the beeper thing, I think they, they already cleared that up, so I'm not even trying to go into that. But dude, the, have you fucking been uh, following this whole Bubba Wallace NASCAR thing? Uh,
0: for the most part, when I first saw this story, I was like, I was a little skeptical. It kind of had that Jesse Smollett vibe oh, to it. Bro
1: a lot
0: of it yeah i'm like because i i know people are racist but like when i hear like nooses and like old school shit i'm like unless you're fucking in the the depths of like alabama or some shit i'm like it's just a foreign concept to me i guess um and i'm like you know the timing is kind of perfect even like with the the people that have been getting like hung around the country i'm not at all saying it's not true or like these racist things aren't happening but they're so extreme and Coincidental that I'm not gonna just Repost something Without fucking Like investigating The story
1: Yeah Um, Dude for me So like one thing So I was in I I worked and lived In Charlotte for two years So I know how big Like obviously I'm in the the most southern state in Florida, but dude, Florida's not the South. Like, you know, Miami and Orlando is like its own little country, and then the rest is the South, right? So but living in Charlotte, like, that's the South, bro. They have the fucking NASCAR Hall of Fame in fucking Charlotte. Yeah. So, bro, that's a very racist sport. Like very racist, bro. So the movement towards removing the Confederate flag from fucking things, that made sense to me. Yeah. But the news thing, and if people don't know, like apparently this the uh, the only black um racer in the nascar he walked to his car and like he what he he claimed he saw a noose uh he still stands by that but they did an investigation and apparently there was no noose but the media just fucking leached to this thing and was like they're trying to do a hate crime against him um this is what's wrong with nascar it was a fucking inside job uh these people are giving him a hug but then trying to get him killed blah 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 and i'm like bro this just seems again it might be right But, dude, are we doing any research right now? Or is it, like, any minority can just say whatever the fuck they want and it's, like, you better fucking believe me because black... Like, this feels like the Me Too movement where, like, girls were just jumping in and saying, well, oh, they're going to listen to me now and fucking ruining fucking actors' careers with no substance behind it. But because it was during the movement, you know... Dude, I remember, like, Aziz Ansari, bro. Like, his situation with that girl where, like, she accused him of, like like raping her and it was like but you gave me a blowjob like, I'm like how, that, how does that work like <laughs> so like this feels kind of like that again i don't think he's i don't know if he's lying i don't know but i just wish there was more research into this shit before like literally the day it happens it's fucking all over every news fucking station espn cnn fox news blah 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 and i'm like yo do we know all the facts like why can this come out after the fbi investigation like hey there was a theory about this, but we found out, all right, cool. As opposed to like, because I feel like now people are gonna be even more skeptical when news comes out, if mm-hmm. we have all these examples where it's proven to be incorrect. Yeah. So I just wish we were a little bit more fact checking. Uh again, if that if he felt that way, I have no issue with him coming out. But the way the fucking news it cause I feel like the news was not saying, let's let's we're waiting for investigation. It was like this happened for sure. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. We know that like do we know
0: that sure. yeah and i think like well i started being this way way back when trump became president and like this whole fake news um like hashtag or whatever memes started happening because i mean i think there were definitely instances where the media miss uh interpreted trump's words or like fudged them a bit and then on the flip side uh like alt-right or whatever people fudging things and making it seem like something it wasn't so like for me all around i'm like i can't i'm not willing to just repost something or get on board with something until i myself have like researched a bunch of different like unbiased articles or heard things from the, the the people themselves and with the news thing i was just like i mean Initially, I don't think there was really any evidence yet. So I was like, I'm not even going to repost this and be like See how horrible the world is blah blah blah. I'm sure shit like this happens But yeah, I am I'm, I'm also sure that NASCAR Like Yo, has that a is the same. most racist
1: sport bro. Yeah, like, like
0: monster dude, trucks fact and that shit The they fucking like,
1: flew over You see I said some like fan like um, Flew over the NASCAR race in Tallagata with uh, of the, the Confederate flag and saying defund NASCAR and shit It's like bro like why are you standing by this flag, bro? Like what
0: the fuck is wrong with Man. you? I don't know what it is with NASCAR and guns cuz even ever since before I owned my firearm, I, I did a did a shit ton of research. 99% of the videos are like white dudes with beards, beards who and probably beards who live in the south and like I couldn't find one like not Asian, not black, not Middle Eastern like it's just all of these guys who are gun enthusiasts and NASCAR enthusiasts, monster trucks and shit. I don't know when this or how this stuff became popular, but it's just interesting to me to know that there's these like weird, crazy subcultures that probably not like. Bro, but the funny really thing is, there's,
1: there's a bunch of black fans of NASCAR, but are still only go to NASCAR races when they're held like in a very metropolitan city. And, like, won't go and travel to see their favorite race because, like, yo, they don't feel safe, bro. Like, even though they're certainly one of their own, but they're still not. You know what I mean? Like, how would you feel, like, if you're an avid fucking Bubba Wallace fan? Or even, like, if your favorite racer is a white guy, but you fucking pull up to a tailgate and there's all these fucking Confederate flags. And you're just like, oh, yeah, this is cool. This, this is fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that would definitely make me feel uncomfortable. I mean, I've, I've always <clears throat> kind of part of me has been interested in going to a trump rally just to see what it's like or like to see how other people there would treat me because i think everyone can agree Yo, but
1: there's a lot of black guys there though
0: yeah there's a lot of them there but i'm curious if if they're real if the the supporters are really open and welcoming to these people or if it's kind of like okay like we got this black guy here who's gonna help get us our vote but like at the end of the day we're gonna fuck them over or ignore them yeah and pretend like we care about them when in reality we just want their vote Like, i'm curious if there's that sort of vibe in these places or if it's really like yeah like you know fuck the establishment like in the democrats who haven't done shit for any of us Like, I, i'm really curious to see how those people there think and behave
1: yeah yeah, it's it's wild, dude. Dude, so, so last political thing before we get into here the the weekend, because I think we've actually had some really good music come out the past, like, five days. Um, dude, what do you think about when some of these states that have had some of the worst black crimes happen, right? The, the most, like, African Americans killed by either themselves or the police are all democratic states. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I think uh, Chicago has the worst, obviously, you know, number of Blacks killed on a daily basis. That's been a, a Black mayor or governor for the past, like, 25 years straight. Um, same thing, like, in Ferguson. Um, same thing in Baltimore. So, like, how do you, does that ever, like, come and see your psyche When I'm like? Like, sometimes I'm like, yo, yeah, for sure. Like, when I go to the fucking polls, I'm going blue for sure. But then you see some of these states that have, have had the most fucking problems and like they're technically a blue state, you know what I mean? So like, how do you feel about like that? Is there a correlation or that's just like an anomaly and like sometimes these like Democrats are still tied behind, you know, the the way the systemic, you know, system has, has been set up for them.
0: Yeah, I think ever since the Hillary Trump election, I've kind of, that was when I officially was like, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I just want someone in office who can get the job done. Um, It's always been weird to me Kind of being tribal and subscribing to Blindly at least Subscribing to a specific party There's some people You put a fucking turtle in there As a democrat and they'll vote for him um, And vice versa for Republicans. But I mean I definitely have taken notice of that And I've always been curious like why People vote Especially within the black community Democrat like without even thinking And to me, it's kind of like um, religion. In some senses, uh, where you're kind of just born into it, and you don't decide for yourself, like if you know this is a fit for you. I guess like, I don't yeah. know, too, know too many people who transition from one religion to another. Uh, I guess that would be a lot more extreme than you gotta be a able to be fucking open
1: minded though, right? That's the thing. Yeah. Like you gotta be able to understand other people's point of view. Yeah, I, I think you're just kind of born into like, oh my dad was this, my mom was this, yeah. and I grew up in this area. Cause dude, if you think about it, if you go to even like a more macro level, bro, like when Barack was fucking president for eight years, like white cops were still killing black people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that was still happening. So um it's just curious. Like I feel like we sometimes we get so we become like prisoners of the moment and like it's like, oh, we gotta vote blue, we gotta vote blue. If you love black people, you gotta vote blue, it's like, well, I probably am, yeah, but because I don't wanna see Trump. Like if Trump was a blue, I would fucking vote red. You know what I mean? Like I just don't want him in fucking office. Mm. But I feel like sometimes you have to look back, it's like, damn, bro, some of these states were like the most people are getting killed by white cops or crime is the worst or infrastructures for like minorities is terrible our fucking democratic states is like bro like, what the fuck are you doing when you once you get in office like like, what are you doing so that's like that's the confusing part for me um, especially when I go to the polls in a couple of weeks um, down here in Florida or next month I think um, yeah. I, I feel like yeah we can't be so blinded to be like I gotta vote blue for everything but then like you're, you're like alright but if I don't vote blue this guy's still gonna be in office so like if I vote red for certain things and he's gonna have more power mm-hmm. when it comes to the fucking senate so it's like bro what the fuck
0: yeah random super random question that came to mind but and i've been thinking about this just because chicago is such a crime-ridden city and it's just like i think father's day there was like 200 shootings or some crazy bro, shit.
1: something wild bro i think like 175 no. yeah 100 something told... yeah
0: four yeah something stupid
1: and like 170 um, by them it's like them killing each other wasn't no conflict, it was just yeah. like them. Like, oh man, terrible. I mean,
0: there's a running joke that they have the worst aim because there's always like 200 shootings, but like three people die. But, um, regardless, I've always thought to myself, like, how would I solve that in the quickest fashion? Um, and I'm curious if you think something like a very strict, like, militarized approach to it where you kind of stopped and frisked every individual and just had like tanks and shit posted up on the street. So, I that would do that bro because I remember
1: how racist, I feel that leads to more racism because I was in New York when they had the whole stop and frisk thing that a cop can see anyone walk by and can just frisk them with no war and nothing. And that led to cops picking mainly black and Latinos as opposed to frisking white guys, right? So dude, I would do two things, so like, we're so fucking proud of the second amendment or the second the like our what is it the second um
0: right in the to constitution?
1: Bear arms. Yeah, rights to bear arms, bro. Dude, this isn't fucking whatever the fuck that was written, bro. Times are fucking different now, bro. Like I look at London and England, bro, no one's has guns out there and they're fucking no one's getting fucking killed like they are here, bro. Like, dude, me, I know you got a gun, but obviously you got a gun because you're just the, the world you live in, right? But if the world you lived in, you knew that no one else was strapped, you'd probably be like, I don't need a fucking gun. Like, worst case scenario, I'll fucking fight someone, have a conversation aggressively, but I need to fucking plot a gun. Bro, we should have the strictest fucking gun laws, bro. Like, the strictest. And this shit would be solved. Like, dude, overnight, dude, you have a gun, you turn that shit in, or we're going to fucking come after you and you're going to jail. Like, dude, I would just fucking demolish that fucking... Um, amendment or whatever constitution and fucking make adjustments for fucking today. Like there's too Mm -hmm. much shit that has not fucking applied to 2020. Like, bro, we're not living. We can make changes, bro. We can't just be like, this is the way it is because our fucking founding fathers, our founding fathers were all fucking racist and had slaves. So like what? Mm -hmm. So we're just fucking picking and choosing. Well, that's wrong, but this is okay, bro. Look at the world today, the countries in the world that have the best as far as law enforcement or Less deaf on a day-to-day basis have the strictest fucking gun laws, mm-hmm. like, and we can't like I don't know. We're so fucking afraid to fucking take guns from Americans. And again, I think like most Americans have guns because they know their neighbor may have a gun, you know what yeah. I mean? Or the fucking crackhead down the street may fucking roll up on you a fucking one. Okay, if we make it hard for us, we're gonna make it harder for the crackheads to get a gun, right? Like they just yeah. guns are just too easily fucking dispersed through the streets, bro. Like. Yeah. I remember like that fucking show I used to watch uh, Top Boy bro like they had to borrow guns from the same guy like two like opposing gangs had to go to the same guy to borrow guns so like if they <laughs> borrow guns on Monday they're like yo we can't go out cause they got guns today like, like yeah. bro, that's how hard it is man like we should make that shit impossible for you to own a gun yeah. like not like oh you have to take a test first nah fuck that no one has a gun bro no one uh, yeah. and I think yo we would be in a fucking like the killings would go down astronomically in this fucking
0: country
1: bro yeah. mean, like, pers- the, the excuse the cops are using is that oh we saw him reaching if you know he's not reaching now because there's no way he has a gun there should be less fucking that excuse is remove and now you're fucking forced to handle it appropriately to, hopefully in a different yeah. way so
0: yeah personally I think the US is far too deep in the sense that if tomorrow let's say guns were illegal I feel like there's so many I think they said there's more guns than people in the US I feel like at that point the criminals would literally I don't know bury it in the ground and just still have access to it but I definitely agree it shouldn't be as easy as it is to get it now but um my concern is that there's we're just at this point like flooded with guns to the point where like I think some criminals have said they could, in the hood, can get a fucking any old handgun for like 30 bucks or some dumb shit. So it's yeah. pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean it's gonna be an investment. I mean all change is fucking painful, but I don't know man. I just look at contract. I remember like London, excuse me, London, bro. Like, like dude, you fucking like that's why people have like fucking like knife fights and like people get stabbed up. Like if again if someone wants to hurt you, they're gonna hurt you. But shoot, dude! Like, I have a much better chance of surviving if you're coming at me with a fucking knife, as opposed to you have a fucking Glock on you. And I'm just like, well, like, this is it for me. So yeah, I know. I would. I would that's what I would do, bro. I would just get super aggressive when it comes to to gun laws. Um, again, this is coming kind of for someone who obviously doesn't own a gun, has no plan on owning a gun. But again, just looking at the world around us, like, only in America is this shit just so simple. That, yeah, I want a gun today. All right, cool. Wait five days. Come back.
0: Yeah. Hopefully so. they don't watch this podcast. They're going to be like, yo, I'm denying this motherfucker. Yeah,
1: right? What the fuck? <laughs> you to ruin my business? <laughs> All right, dude. So before we did Heat of the Week, remember, Heat of the Week playlist available on Spotify and Apple Music. I think we probably have the same one, so I got two, but what is your uh, Heat of the Week?
0: So mine's n- not quite the one that you're thinking of because I haven't had a chance to listen to it Okay. Uh, fully, but... The one um, I do like that I've heard recently is by this, another white dude named Soli Had, um, okay. featuring Melly. It's called Crush. Upon the first time listening to Melly, it. Melly who's locked up? Melly, uh, she's like a Dominican chick, I think.
1: Oh, cat okay. I thought it was Melly like a uh, Y and M whatever. Melly, oh, no, not that
0: dude. Sorry, M-E-L-L-I. Okay. The song's called Crush. Has a a cool like laid back summer like R&B poppy vibe to it Um, upon first listening to it it was uh, it was kind of corny in my opinion but then I heard it a few more times and like I actually really liked it Um, nice smooth track kind of helped me get away from all the super intense like either BLM or just like hood rat shit that I would normally listen to more soothing needed kind of an escape for a little bit so that's yeah that's heat of the week
1: nice uh, send me that um after this so i can uh add it to the playlist uh dude for me i have i'm gonna go then since you didn't pick it i'm gonna go with uh what's poppin remix jack harlow so you haven't heard it at all you haven't really given a deep dive so i heard uh a
0: a snip uh jack harlow snippet and tory lane's snippet i haven't heard the rest of it though
1: all right, well, I'm going to ruin this movie for you because I'm going to give you <laughs> my entire... Not just like you're right. the week the people, no, but I'm going to give serious. you my fucking breakdown. So remember, I told you... So, Robs, I'm going to rank who had the best flow. Dude, Jack Harlow had the best flow because he did it... Because I feel like with most remixes, like I remember like the baby, like when the main person whose song it is has like that hit and other people hop on, they just do like the same track over and then, you know, call a remix. So... Jack Harlow changed the entire fucking uh, 16, um, 16 bars, bro. He fucking killed it. Like, killed it. So he's number one, and kudos to him because it's his song. He should be number one. And then, bro, I'm gonna go with Lil Wayne slightly ahead of the baby for number two. And what was dope about it, bro, is that Lil Wayne repeated a lot of the same verses from Jack Harlow's original song. So that was cool because he's kind of like, yo, giving him a nod, like, bro, you really killed this shit. I'm gonna borrow some of your blinds and also incorporate my own shit. So that was amazing. The baby did a really good job. And then there's Tory Lanez, bro. Again, this is not me hating. I know what you're gonna say. But (laughs) this, (laughs) this is just me saying, bro, like, there's a lot of like similar hip hop beats that come out, you know, over the course of a year. Like, there's a sound over the past two years that maybe is very like familiar. Bro, this beat, I could listen for. An hour straight with no lyrics, you know, just instrumental on loop. Like, this is a very specific beat that you have to ride that beat very well. Bro, Tory's just rapping. Like, it could be any beat. Like, you know, it could be yeah. anything. He's just like, he's not in sync with it. He's just like, he what he's saying isn't bad. Like, he's saying some clever shit. But I'm like, bro, you're not riding the beat. Like, bro, you gotta give this beat some fucking respect. Yeah. So, for that alone, I was like, bro, you're just, you're last. Bro, you're just yeah. last to me. but. Dude, definitely hear the week. What's poppin' remix? Bro, like sometimes a remix really fucking let you down. Bro, this is fucking great.
0: Nice. Yeah, I kind of did get that gist from when I heard Tori's thing. It was kind of like, I heard him rapping fast and shit, but from the like four seconds I heard, it didn't sound like he was um, doing anything super unique. So I'm really curious to hear the, the full thing.
1: Yeah, hear uh, it tonight, and- let me know what you think but yeah dude I, I i had to give that nod to lil wayne because he was saying some like like he kind of like it was the very much the essence of what the original song was but dude the fact that he was giving him nods by using his lines like again i was like damn bro like, you know jack is like on some shit when lil wayne is like fucking quoting you on your own song i was like bro, this yeah. is fucking such a fucking kudos right now so that was super impressive
0: how long do you think uh it'll take for him to to really pop off because i know with um sometimes when these artists have these big songs it works against them because it's like they they're chasing this shit forever but
1: uh, uh dude i really think he might i mean again i think he has a lot of clout right now uh obviously with the thing of the world like it's hard i feel like if he was touring more blah 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 like you know but dude everything he's been putting out is super fucking catchy and if you look at like who he's working with like just fuck this remix like all the, like he's working with like everyone in the industry like he has like respect of a lot of people and I think he's being very genuine right he's not just some rapper SoundCloud rapper trying to pop on and you know culture vulture and then you know keep it moving like I feel like he has a lot of fucking like yeah we, we respect you we like what you're doing you're very unique in your approach so I don't know but I think he's gonna be like I don't know how big he's gonna get but bro this shit the few songs he's put out bro are very fucking good Like, very good. And I don't know who's making his beats, but, damn, his beat selection and the way his flow matches that shit is fucking on par most times.
0: Yeah.
1: So thank you for putting me on, even though I forgot about it. I was like, yo, have you heard of this guy?
0: (laughs) Oh, when did I first hear about him? I first heard about him, I think, two years ago. My friend sent me a link to his song, um, which is funny because he's, I mean, he likes hip-hop, but he's not, like, one of these dudes out here finding, like, hidden gems and shit yeah I think his spotify just happened to play and he's like here check it out and the song was with Psy High the prince Oh, um, nice. it was cool but it wasn't anything that made me say oh my god like this guy's the, the next big thing and he's then yeah i casually followed him for the next two years and then he released What's popping and ever cool. since then i'm like done like he's going somewhere
1: yeah yeah, I, I can't remember the last rapper I discovered. Like, I was like, yo, oh, I guess Big Sean. I remember I was on into Big Sean before, mostly all my friends, only because I was heavy into Mike Posner mixtape era. And you got, they're both from Detroit. Like, So Mike Posner had him on a lot of shit like, before he uh, dropped yeah. anything. So I think, yeah, I guess Big Sean was the first rapper like I discovered before like most of my friends and shit. Um, all right, man, that's pretty much all I got. Anything else you want to touch upon before we, uh, we dip?
0: Nope. Nope nothing well, really
1: i'm a brother well stay safe out there hopefully the rona don't fucking get either of us man because dude yeah dude, this shit is safe wild bro yeah, i've
0: heard some um, some crazy ass symptoms like some people are saying or doctors or whatever are saying people who are healthy and young could have permanent lung damage and all kinds of other shit. so now i'm, bro, I'm they... definitely not trying to catch it
1: i don't know again this is the thing bro you can't trust anything online but they showed someone first of all i didn't know you can get a fucking lung transplant when yeah. they showed someone's lung pre-COVID and post-COVID, I was like, oh, my God, bro. Like, you may survive, but nigga, you ain't got long left. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, like-
0: I know. I saw one of those pictures, too. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker's been chain-smoking since he was two bro, years old.
1: I was like, what? Like, bro, yeah. like, oh, fuck it. Just take me, bro. Like,
0: I- <laughs> I know, I've seen quotes like, Yo, you might survive this shit, but your, your spine is going to end up not functioning and shit. I'm like, yeah, I'd just rather die. I'm not trying to live through this shit if that's the case.
1: Oh. oh, man. So, yeah, man. Just stay safe out there. Again, that picture could have been absolute fucking bullshit. Like, that had, like, no source. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <here's> the- <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. Love you, man. Be safe. Get some food. Love Please. you, man.